everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast in so long, but like I, I'm trying to decide, was it before Christmas that I actually recorded one or it may have been, may have been early January? I think it might have been before Christmas. Um, it's been a busy time. Um, it's been exciting. Um, my business has been growing lovely. I'm working with so many amazing women. I am having the best time, but it is busy, busy, busy. So podcast has taken a little bit of a backseat the past while, which don't worry, I am not giving up on the podcast. It will still be coming out weekly. And um, there might just be more solo episodes like this thrown in now, which will tie in nicely with my coaching and um, get back to some interviews then um, in a while again. But um, so I hope you'll stick with me through these little solo ones as well. Um, I'm going to try and keep them short, sweet and to the point so that you're getting value out of listening. Obviously, today we are going to discuss uh, the topic of sleep. OK, so which I know is like, oh, this is so boring. It's like but and people always say it. But sleep is literally the most important factor when it comes to fat loss. Like if you don't have your sleep sorted, it's going to make everything else 10 times harder. And it sounds really cliche and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, sleep is the most important one. It is like it really is. As someone who really does struggle to get enough sleep, like it's not I don't struggle to get to sleep and I don't struggle to like my actual sleep quality is fine, but I'm just I just cannot get to bed early enough to get enough hours sleep for how early I get up in the mornings and that's my problem so it's all very much around sleep habits which I'm going to um, talk to you about today so a lot of the stuff that I'm saying to you and advising to you is also stuff that I'm trying to put in place myself I know it's not always easy and um, I get that so I'm not trying to like tell you exactly what to do but definitely things that I have found ha that have worked for me so yeah all of these all of these tips that I'm giving you are tips that I'm also kind of putting into practice myself and I know it's hard and sometimes it's hard to be consistent with it but it's definitely so worth it and um, when you put this all in place so let's get started so before I kind of get into kind of tips of how to increase your sleep quality and to you know um, improve your sleep routine I just want to quickly go through kind of why sleep is so important when it comes to health fitness fat loss, muscle building, whatever your goal is, if it's health or fitness related, you know, this is relevant to you. So let's get started. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say is lack of sleep can affect your hunger hormones. Okay. It's going to increase ghrelin, which makes you feel hungry and it's going to decrease leptin, which makes you feel full. So if you're not getting enough sleep, it becomes nearly impossible for to like regulate those hunger hormones so you're literally fighting an uphill battle the whole time and making things so much harder for yourself than what they actually have to be okay so that's the first thing number two poor sleep can decrease your self-control and decision-making abilities so it sounds obvious um and it also increases your brain's reaction to food so obviously it's kind of a bit like you know like if you've had a few drinks like you know your decision making is never the best but it's the same when it comes to lack of sleep when it comes to food and you're tired it is it does make that self-control and decision making you're not thinking as clearly and like I know this stuff is all real, obviously Kate but I just think it's important to kind of remember this because it's easy to kind of push it aside and think it's not that big a deal really and actually it is um okay so next then is um going to sleep earlier may help you avoid the late night snacking again another no-brainer if you're not staying up till 12 or 1 
and you're getting to bed at you know 10 o'clock there's less time in your day for the late night snacking that's going to help hugely with um you know with cravings and with staying within your calories definitely a tool that could be used to help with cravings and help with sleep win-win just get to, especially midweek get to bed earlier it really does make a huge difference with the snacking right so the next one then is getting enough sleep will actually increase your motivation to be more active which obviously makes sense if you're not tired you're going to be more likely to want to exercise Uh, and being physically active can also improve your sleep win-win so um this is a really interesting one because like a lot of people won't work out if they feel really really tired they're like i'm too tired to work out and i like to challenge this by like are you really are you really too tired to do your workout take myself today for example I woke up and I was tired. I think it was probably nearly 11 before I went to sleep last night and I was up at 5 a.m. And um, I've kind of been up, at f- I'm getting used to this new 5 a.m. start and I'm finding it quite hard to kind of, you know, um, get myself to sleep early enough. Anyway, I'm putting these, the habits I'm putting in place, I'll be talking about afterwards. But um, I am feeling the tiredness from it and I had to go to the gym today and I had a heavy leg day to do. And I was like, I really really don't want to to train just do not want to go to the gym today just want to get on with my work get on with my day and go to bed (laughs) and um but I was like if I don't go today like I've only done two workouts this week I have four to get in I'm working with a coach I'm in a surplus at the minute so my training is the most important thing at the minute my like like you know I can be a bit more flexible with calories and eating out and all these perks of being in an improvement phase phase or a muscle building phase But the most important thing is your training. I was like, I have to go to the gym and get my training in. Otherwise, I'm just eating in a surplus and gaining body fat. You know, so this surplus needs to go to my muscles. I need to get my workout in. Two workouts left to do. If I don't go today, I'm going to have to go at the weekend. So I'm like, I'd prefer to have the weekend off and head up the mountains or something. So I'm going to train. So I said to myself, no, I'm training today and then I'll be training again tomorrow. And then my training will be done for this week and I have the weekend off. So that was the plan. So I was like, but I really don't want to. I kind of had this like headache and, you know, I'm, I'm not sick. So like what I'll always say is, you know, when you're feeling really tired, ask yourself, are you sick? If you are not, and are you injured? If you are not sick or you are not injured, you are not too tired to do your workout. Push through. That is my controversial point. Now, when I say push through, let me explain. When I say push through, I mean use the five-minute action. Now, I know people who've been listening to me for a long time will know exactly what I mean when I say uh, the five-minute action. Um, But basically, what you're going to do is you're going to commit to five minutes. So today, I said, okay, grab your gym stuff, get in the car. Go to the gym and commit to five minutes. If after five minutes, you still feel rotten and exhausted and worse if you feel worse after five minutes, you stop. Um, if you still feel the same and feel like shit after five minutes, you stop. And you've guilt-free permission to stop, knowing that you tried and it wasn't just your mindset stopping you. But what happens is nine times out of 10, even pushing through this tiredness, you're going to be motivated to do more. You're going to start feeling better after only five minutes. You, you'll do more. You'll do another five minutes and then you'll be like, okay. And then suddenly you'll be halfway through your workout and you've forgotten that you felt like shit. And at the end of your workout, you're going to feel 10 times better and be so proud of yourself that you pushed through. And that will be evidence that you will use next time you don't feel like going to the gym. So the first time it will feel like it takes everything in you to do it. 
But that five minute action is so powerful. And that's what I did today. So I went and I said, I'll do five minutes. And I went in, got started. Once I got started, it, I actually forgot that I felt like shit because, because I'm eating in a surplus at the minute, my training, I was like shocked at in a week, how much stronger I had gotten. And so it just shows that my tiredness wasn't necessarily physical tiredness because if you're physically exhausted and you try and train like it's not going to happen you're you you'll know in those five minutes to stop but the problem is for most of us mo like unless we're talking like you know chronically sleep deprived or something really terrible has happened out of the ordinary you know that's different but i'm talking about just this ordinary everyday tiredness when you come in from work and you're fucking wrecked and you don't want to go to the gym or you know you're you, your alarm goes off in the morning to go to your get your workout done in the early and you're like oh I'm too tired I need to sleep uh, it's like your alarm has woken you now your quality of sleep is going to be shit just get up and go and get the workout done and that's my that's my you don't often hear me do tough love but that's my tough love um that you're not too tired for your workout unless you're sick injured or like something completely out of the ordinary has happened with exhaustion like you know or you know you're you have been diagnosed with exhaustion from the doctor in general our everyday day-to-day tiredness is to be pushed through go commit to five minutes message me and tell me how you get on I would love to hear this hear about you pushing through and how you felt using that five minute action so my point I've gone way off point there but anyway whatever Uh, (laughs) so when you are physically active so as well as pushing through the tiredness and feeling better giving yourself some energy better energy for the day you're also then going to be more tired that night and be able to you'll catch up on your sleep and you'll get into a good routine you will sleep better that night after doing some physical activity during the day so that is another reason why sleep is so important um sorry that was more why training was so important anyway that was a little bit on on a tangent but i thought relevant anyway Good sleep habits will minimize stress and improve your mood. So this is so true, um, as does exercise, which I kind of went off on one. But um, so really just trying to put the habits in place, getting better sleep makes everything easier. You know, even like it's not going to fix your stresses and your problems, but it's definitely going to make it easier for you to um, navigate through your stresses and your problems. And it's going to improve your mood and just make everything seem a little clearer, a little easier. Um, And good sleep habits will also lower your risk of health problems. Um, and it's important to remember that anyone listening here, uh, we are trying to be overall healthy people. So, you know, we're trying to get that right balance. Sleep is like a foundation for health. It is so important. And I don't like, I don't want you panicking if like, you know, sometimes you can't get, you know, if it's out of your control and you can't get a good night's sleep. I'm going to talk a bit, a bit more about this in a while anyway. And, um, you know, when it's out of your control and then like the stress of not getting enough sleep is causing you to not get enough sleep. We'll talk about all that. But in general, you know, if you're staying up too late, just stop go to bed prioritize your sleep it's really really important for your health so and now that i've kind of gone through what i feel is important in relation to um your like why you need to be getting better sleep in relation to fat loss health fitness i think it's kind of obvious i'm going to give you some tips of how i feel it is um beneficial okay so the first thing i'll say is that tips for healthier sleep habits Number one, set an uptime midweek and stick to it. Okay, so as in decide what time you're getting up at, 
an absolute non-negotiable. No matter how shit your sleep was the night before, you get up at this time. For me, it's 5 a.m. I'm not saying anyone has to get up at 5 a.m. Maybe you get up at 7 a.m., whatever. Um, but that it is a non-negotiable. No snooze button. Up and out. Okay, so what you're, what the trick here to do in order to make this work is put your phone at the other side of the bedroom. And I've started doing this and it's a game changer because at the minute, as I'm recording this, it is the 25th of January. It is fucking dark at 5 a.m. It feels like the middle of the night. I feel like I haven't slept at all. And the first thing I want to do is hit the snooze button. But my phone is over the other side of the room. So I have to actually physically get up to turn off my alarm. So once I'm up, I'm up and it's just up and out and I can be half asleep on my way downstairs to get organized for all the bits of work I'm getting done that morning. Um, But the thing is your morning routine, and I I listened to a podcast on this before, your morning routine is actually far more important than your nighttime routine. And it was a sleep expert, Stephanie something or other. I've talked about this in the podcast before. I think it was on the Stephen Bartlett Diary of a CEO podcast, like way back. It was like Stephanie something or other. Um, it I must actually just kind of share it in my stories. Anyway, she was t- she's a sleep expert and she was talking about how we often, like we get so fixated on our bedtime routine when actually our morning routine is is far more important. If you get up at the same time, every morning no matter how shit your sleep has been the following night you'll be more naturally tired and will probably get a better night's sleep the following night and if you're consistent with it you'll fall into a into a habit of needing to go to bed earlier because you'll need to go to bed earlier because you've been up earlier and um, it's like it really does work and I find that's what's working with me at the minute like I'm like past nine o'clock I'm like oh dear god I need to go to sleep and but the only thing with this is with your sleep or with with your bedtime, you kind of need to have that as as consistent as possible throughout the whole week, which I'll actually go into a little bit more in a minute. But um, yeah, so just thinking about morning routine, up and out of the bed, stop fucking about with the snooze button. You're not getting any better quality sleep by snoozing for 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Like it's it's not making a difference to your day. Once the alarm goes off and you've been woken out of deep sleep, you're up. Okay, just get up, get on with it, and it'll just help with the nighttime routine then, which we'll talk about. Number two, my second tip is no screens in the bedroom. Now, I know this is like we always hear this, oh, like, you know, the blue light and, you know, it keeps us awake and, you know, it really shouldn't have screens in the bedroom. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like flicking uh, flicking through our social media. But it's true. No screens in the bedroom. That blue light is is tell, is signal, signaling your to your brain that it is still wake time. So you're making it harder for your brain to relax and actually go to sleep. Um, and even those blue light, is it blue light? Is that what it's called? Blue light. I'm sorry if it's not called blue light, but you know what I'm talking about, the light on the phone. Um, even those glasses to protect them. It's not just that, it's the information you're taking and you're, ta- you're letting the whole world into your bedroom and into your brain before sleep when that really should be kind of quiet time and break away from the world, if you like. So I think um, like... scroll on your phone all you want in the evening time but do it downstairs and when you go up to to bed make it um reading time Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute as well but like you know if you use your phone for an alarm and which I think you should bring your phone to your room but do what I do and put it the other side of the room and so you're not scrolling in bed it's over the other side of the room when you get into bed you're in bed 
then it's going to get you out of bed in the morning as well because it's over the other side of the room when the alarm goes off. Okay, number three, pick a bedtime and stick to it no matter how exciting your Netflix program is and try to stick to this bedtime no, for no more than an hour or two over this at the weekend. Okay, so like I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be realistic here. You know, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock midweek, realistically you're probably not going to want to go to bed at 10 o'clock on a friday or saturday night but for the love of god don't stay up till 2 a.m you're just going to fuck with your whole system that you've put in place and then on sunday night you'll be fucked on monday and you kind of just in this you'll be in this constant cycle of catch-up so yes it's okay to relax a little bit and enjoy yourself at the weekend you know i'm not talking about special occasions the odd night out or you know but in general your ordinary every week weekends if you're just sitting at home watching TV or watching a movie or whatever, and you usually go to bed at 10 o'clock midweek, try and get to bed by 12 mid or um, at the weekend so that you're not fucking up your, your system too much um, because you want to be awake and you don't need to set an alarm at the weekend if you don't, if you're not working, if you don't need to, but you do kind of want to um, let your body wake naturally and you'll notice you'll start to wake naturally earlier and you're, you'll get into a healthy sleep routine so bed so picking a bedtime sticking to it is hugely important the consistency so like i know i'm always talking about consistency consistency with nutrition with fat loss with exercise with everything same goes with sleep and bedtimes being consistent this is so yeah it's literally i feel like this is like a how to become a boring bastard kind of podcast but it's true it's worth it boring and healthy and um, and feeling amazing Okay, number four, when you get into bed, read for 10 minutes. This is usually, in my experience now, uh, plenty of time to get me nice and sleepy and uh, read a book for about 10 minutes. So it like, if you are finding it hard to read your book, maybe you're not enjoying your book, get a different book. There's some, like there's endless amount of books out there. There's books there for everyone. And um, if you don't like reading, um, like, like physically reading, you can listen to an audiobook but leave your phone over the other side of the of the room while the audiobook is on and like set a timer on it to stop at a certain time. That's also fine. Um, same, another so tip number five then is guided meditations or sleep stories. So these are an also also an alternative to reading. Um, but Or else as well as reading, you could read for a few minutes and then put on a sleep story or a guided meditation, um, which is just a great way to kind of keep you in the present, stop your, you know, if your brain is reeling with all these thoughts and ideas and lists and everything you have to do, it's a great way to, to keep yourself present, slow down that thinking kind of monkey mind and be able to relax and prepare your, your brain for sleep. So um, if you go onto YouTube, they, there's like endless amounts of free guided meditations and sleep stories available. And you'll find a channel that you enjoy and that you might subscribe to that will have loads. And it's just about trial and error with that. But if you're looking to subscribe to something and have everything in the one place, I highly recommend the Headspace app. Now, I think you do. You, can pay monthly for it or you can pay for it for a year or whatever and it's you know it costs a bit but in my opinion worth it if you're serious about your sleep routine if you're serious about getting into a bit of meditation it's real beginner stuff like all the way up to kind of experience stuff and it will really get you into the whole kind of routine of meditation and but it will also majorly help with your sleep and if you're not into kind of the breathing meditations or you don't have the focus for the meditations they have sleep stories as well which are brilliant so you can just listen to a story as um, you go to sleep and it will just and it's real kind of calming voice and lovely background music and it will just automatically turn off when the story is finished so you can have your phone over the other side of the room sleep story on and just fall asleep listening to it uh, hugely helpful for sleep quality and just for the actual getting to sleep 
Um, okay, the number six, no caffeine in the evening. Um, again, sorry to be like, you know, boring and mean about it, but it's true. Now saying that, it depends on the person. Like I put this, you know, if you find that you like you're like really alert to going to sleep, then maybe the caffeine you're having in the evening is affecting you. I have a cup of tea every evening with my two Freddo bars, as everyone knows. It's like I feel like it's what I'm famous for, the cup of tea and the Freddo bars. But um I'm fine. I can sleep after a cup of tea. It's not an issue. If you have tea in the evening time and it's keeping you awake, stop having tea in the evening time or get decaffeinated tea um to have with your chocolate in the evening instead. Um, you know, like just kind of, but definitely the likes of coffee or, you know, like any type of kind of caffeine drinks um, keeping them to earlier in the day for sure. And water, you know, I'm big on, you know, getting your two liters of water in at least, if not more, but try and get a drink by dinner time because the last thing you want to do is have to down a liter of water in the evening time to hit your water target. And then um, being woken in the middle of the night needing to eat. I hate, I hate when I am woken in the middle of the night needing to eat. And this is something that as I get older is happening a lot more. And, but like, instead of being like a normal person, just getting up and going for a wee and going back to bed, I lie there half asleep fighting with myself and like, no, just turn around and go back to sleep. You'd be grand. You won't, you'd be grand. It'll go away. And then I'm like, no, okay, get up. You, you, need, you need to go to the toilet. And I fight with myself. Probably, I don't even know how long because I'm half asleep. Like I feels like about five minutes. It, it, it could be an hour. I don't know, but I do this. So it disturbs my sleep. So don't be like me. If you need to wee, get up and wee and go back to bed. Just get it up, get it over with. You'll sleep better for it. This is what I'm telling myself too. But like sleepy Kate is really irrational. So she's very hard to deal with. <laughs> but yeah, look, what I'm saying is you want to minimize being woken in the first place, needing to wee. So for that reason, try get the water in earlier in the day, spread it out and um it should help um so it won't disturb the sleep and then the last point another no-brainer alcohol alcohol is not your friend in any capacity um but in relation to um sleep there can often be misconceptions with with alcohol um people often say oh i sleep so good after a glass of wine on a friday night or whatever it's like you know obviously the more alcohol you consume the more it's going to affect your sleep obviously you know it's all about dose as well but in general it doesn't really matter even one glass of wine if you consume alcohol it's going to make your sleep quality less and the reason is because usually usually when we're sleeping our body is restoring and resting and recovering for the next day when you have alcohol before before sleep your body spends the whole night metabolizing that alcohol because your body sees alcohol as like as a foreign object, if you like, if as a as a poison. I don't like using the word poison, as a toxin. Um and it's literally like, oh, it must deal with it straight away. And it starts metabolizing the alcohol to try and get it out of your system as quickly as it possibly can. So it will do that all night while you are quote unquote sleeping. And um so you that's why you you always feel wrecked even if you only had a couple of drinks you won't feel as rested after a night's sleep than you would if you had um not had any alcohol at all so just something to keep in mind and also so really interesting point then to make if you have a fitbit or an apple watch and you have a resting you could like you can monitor your resting heart rate look at your resting heart rate the day after you've consumed alcohol and see how much higher it is because your because your body is so busy dealing with the alcohol so yeah look that's my tips anyway around so that's seven tips 
let me just do a little summary um, uptime stick to it bed over the other side of the room or bed over the other side of the room <laughs> phone over the other side of the room so you're up and out as soon as your alarm goes off and um, number two no screens in the bedroom and um, set your alarm leave it at the other side of the room yeah uh, so that is going to help with point number one as well so Point number three, uh, pick a bedtime and stick to it and try and keep your weekend as consistent as you can as well. Number four, read before bed. Um, number five, guided meditations or sleep stories to help. Um, number six, caffeine and water. Keep an eye on your caffeine intake in the evenings and try to get your water into you a bit earlier in the day to stop waking up needing to wee. And number seven, alcohol. Just keeping that in mind when it comes to sleep quality. So, um. Yeah, they're the main tips that I would recommend when it comes to sleep. And like it really does, when you get into a good sleep routine, you realize how much it makes everything easier. Um, like, you know, it really does make sticking to your calories easier. It makes cra- like it helps with managing cravings and dealing with stress, actually getting your ass up and out to get some exercise done is so much easier you're more likely to want to do it you know so it really is worth doing now I did want to just make one quick point before we finish up in relation to and um, in relation to where sleep is out of your control okay so and this was that podcast I listened to where the sleep expert was saying that stressing about reaching a certain amount of sleep is can be really counterproductive if you have small children or you have you know you're going through perimenopause symptoms and you know you're you're being woken in the night you know there's different things that are out of your control a little bit that are going to affect affect your sleep quality or sleep quantity and so all the suggestions I've given are going to help maximize the quality of the sleep that you are getting and it's important to not stress being like oh but I can I'm only getting five hours sleep because of the baby that's okay and what the sleep expert will say is um that you know it's not like nothing horrific is going to happen if you end up sleep deprived it's not like you're not going to drop dead from lack of sleep it's just not going to happen obviously over long term you know, it's going to be problematic to your health, but like we're talking long-term. So you have a lot of time to to get good habits in place. You know, it's really not something that you need to be panicking about, but definitely something that you can be proactive about and put as much practice in place as you can. If you've got small kids, they will get better at sleeping. This, this time will pass. Anyone listening who's had kids and are now through that stage, you know that like it does feel never ending at the time, but you do get through it and you will get back. So it is managing what you can in this situation, obviously. Um, and, you know, if you're dealing with symptoms like menopause symptoms, perimenopause, um, again, you know, you can get go to your doctor to get some help with with some symptoms if they're severe or whatever. Um, but also just putting these habits in place and knowing that these symptoms that you're going through are not going to last forever either. You will get through it. And like I said, reach out for help with them if you need to. And other, you know, situations in relation to stress that might need to be dealt with kind of separate to your sleep habits. But um, in general, putting these little sleep habits in place will make a huge difference. I would love to hear how you get on. Let me know. I always like I'm happy like I'm always so happy to hear any feedback on the podcast or you know anyone who messages me about something that I've asked about on the podcast I'm like oh someone's listening woo and so no I really do appreciate it but um, I'm gonna finish there so thank you so much for listening I really do appreciate it that you know I'm putting out these little things I'm rambling here by myself in my kitchen and people are actually listening so um 
obviously if you enjoyed the episode I would love it if you shared it on your stories tagged me in it or shared it in your whatsapp groups or with your friends and spread the word about the podcast and obviously to um, if you would want to leave a review that would be hugely helpful and if you're not subscribed to the podcast if you could subscribe to it as well because um i know you might be listening to odd episodes here and there but if you actually um hit the subscribe button again it's also hugely helpful to try and grow the podcast so i really appreciate it thank you so much for listening and i will catch you all again the next day